Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Action. We're recording live in person for the first time in the history of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. I got to be honest, it's a little bit weird sitting next to you doing this after a year and a half of looking at the screen and uh, seeing you on the other end of the camera. Yeah, it's it's been a journey to get to this point for sure because there was a time when we thought we were going to do this business thing like kind of adjacent side by side. You were living about you know two and a half hours away. We were going to make things work, and then you moved, and then we had to punt and all that good stuff. And it's worked out for the best, I think in a lot of ways, you know, for your family, for ours, we moved also in that process. And, you know, we are now able to be at someone else's home, um, staring at where we used to live together at one point. Boy, I didn't even think, you know, on air production here, we didn't even consider that. We've been just trying to play with this new equipment that we have being in person for the first time, trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, we, we, we literally to the... lived right there together. Uh, yeah. A cool experience that we have have shared a few times. but um... And I think it's shaped our capacity to do the thing that we bring on air, you know, is how I once had a, a teacher tell me low-level, non-threatening conversations with students is how you generate relationship. And I think you know, our relationship was founded in a video game, which neither of us are gamers necessarily, but we played a lot of the new Tetris for Nintendo 64, um, (laughs) late, late into the night, even right over there. Um, and then those conversations just happen kind of when you're on autopilot, putting pieces in place, not really thinking, and you're just talking to each other. And I think, you know, that place, that capacity to be like yourself with somebody is what we longed for with starting this podcast is to say, okay, I maybe just met the people that we're talking to. I've done some background research, but let's get somewhere where we can just be ourselves and have a real conversation. And um, what we found out is, yeah, maybe it takes a lot at the beginning for two people like us to say we're going to jump into that, but that most people are pretty willing to do that without much um, prodding if they have something great to offer. And I think most... Do you think so? Ah, that's an interesting question. I, no, I mean, a lot of the people that we have talked yeah. about, and we talk about this a lot because they're, regardless of what field of vision, your lens, you see the world, right? You, you, you see a lot of it and it, and it becomes common for, you know, so for us in the sports psychology, self-help get better every day field, it's like, man, there are so many people doing the same thing that we're doing. And yet, you know, it's a very small percentage actually. Yeah. So you're, so the people we bring on are more willing to do this than most. Now my argument would be, uh, and not, not necessarily an argument, but everybody has something great. Yeah. To share. Yeah. Are you willing to share it? That's, that's the, you know, the people that we bring on are, you know, they're authors, they're coaches, they're whatever they're used to sharing also. Sure. 
they've already taken that initial step to say, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable because my thing is going to be helpful to other people. Well, and I, I think the thing that I'm speaking to is those those long nights that w- those random connections that allow us to go to those places. Like, you don't get that if you are just the leader, right? You don't get that just because you're in a position of power. You don't get that because you're in a position to say, "I've I've earned your." trust and your respect so what the things that i'm going to tell you are you should listen to or you should be able to be vulnerable and open up to me no like that takes work to get to that place with other people that aren't in our field i i think is is a really important thing to remember is that we don't it's not automatic we don't get that you know i think one of the reasons that high school and college and athletics and you know, hard projects and businesses like are so unifying is because you get that downtime where mm-hmm. you can have those conversations that, you know, hey, how's your mom? How's your dad? How's your grandma? How's your grandpa? Not only that, but then it's like you go into that next layer of, well, this happened and it was hard for me to manage or deal with it, but, you know, or this is currently happening and I need some help. And I, it's, it's those low level. Well, and I think I think in this day and age too, with so much being online mm-hmm. and so much being remote, I, I think people have figured out that they have to create that because that's something that has been missing, especially I think in business. When I think of okay, we all hop on a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Where in person, people kind of arrive, they hang out, yeah. they're drinking a cup of coffee. We're Certainly. kind of, you know, most meetings don't start at. 10 o'clock in zero seconds, they, they start at 10 Oh two or four or six. I, I and... also think like if the leader is punctual and says it's going to start at 10 o'clock, guess what? People start rolling in at nine fifty two and you get right. those seven minutes. Anyway. So, so you have the same process where yeah. there's that low level non-threatening, but now, you know, and, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing, but you have to be intentional about it. You have to say, well, I'm going to arrive to the zoom meeting. I'm going to turn my camera on. Otherwise, you know, we're really missing out on that connection. It's, it's devastating in some ways because so, you know, like being a teacher this, this past year in this process, you get a lot of kids that just like come in, they don't turn their camera on until they have to, they don't engage until they have to, like we were creating a type of interaction that is a little bit new where it's, you can see me but I don't have, I don't have to do yeah. the thing, you know, where yeah. I, you know, in the classroom, if I see a student that's maybe not engaging, like I'm either going to go to a different student and then try and pull them in. Like, so it's a group of three or I'm going to go directly to that student or whatever. And I think the same is true for us as leaders in corporate America or in our teams. It's like, if somebody's not engaging, we go and try to get them to engage, try to get them to choose to be a part of the thing. And, it's much easier to do when you're not on camera in front of a group and which is uncomfortable and right. It's interesting. It's interesting. So speaking of choices, we, you know, I wasn't necessarily intending to bring this up, but this happened a few minutes ago. We were at the bank together yeah, and, you know, had an interesting interaction with an individual who, you know, was helping us with some financial stuff that we were working through and, and, you know, she 
through the course of the conversation realized that I live in Montana, you live in Minnesota and, and just felt like she wanted to share that I, I, I've always wanted to move out of the States, but I can't. Yeah. And anybody who knows us, and if you've been, if you're listening, <laughs> you know, uh, that sort of language now is like a fire hose shooting me in the face. Like, Hey, uh, you, we should probably talk about this. But so she says, you, I, I, I've always wanted to, but I can't, Yeah, I have too deep of roots. And I, I think there's a lot of value in the conversation that we had. So what was your response to her saying, I've always wanted to do this, but I can't. Well, first your response is you can though. Like, and then there was, you know, some hemming and hawing and some explanation. And we all have reasons that we don't think we can. Right. And, um, I was doing some research for an upcoming guest and it's like, don't give yourself a no, right. Don't give yourself the no if it's what you want to do and it's what you want to chase. And my response to that is like, it's a choice. You know, the, the roots thing is a choice. The, the, I want to, but I can't is a choice well, now well, so one of the reasons she gave was i have two deep of roots here yeah she said i i have family here that needs me yeah which totally I, and just if you're listening this isn't uh an argument no, obviously my wife and i uh, are very transient yeah. um you know we we move a lot and we we are in different communities and different states and and different things which is not for everybody. I'm, yeah. That's not what I'm saying is like, oh, everybody should live that way. But just this idea that I can't because. And especially when you, when you express that I want to first, right? I, I want this thing. I've always wanted to. Yeah. And, and the thing that I think I came back to is this idea that like you're choosing to either commit or not commit. You're choosing to opt in or not and you can say that you know and and what i the conversation we had in the vehicle on the way home but this is just like this is us to a <laughs> t right is we see something out in the world that challenges the way that you know like somebody else expresses a thought pattern that they have right and the thought pattern is i want to but i can't because i'm too deeply committed to other things and that's perfectly acceptable that is a reality right that um I've said yes to something else, and so there's a no somewhere else, right? I think every yes is a no to something else, right? right? So choosing a different something means no to your family or no to the roots or no to – but that's a choice, right? That's also a choice. And and what what I said is that like just because you've decided to do something doesn't mean that the action is going to happen, right? Like – a decision so, say more about that the de- the decision and the action are different things right and so when you've decided to do something okay i'm going to do this and i've committed to it i'm going to do it it becomes a thing you can hold on to it becomes something you can say oh i'm going to i'm going to do that someday because i've decided to do it but it's a it's another form of procrastination it's not actually acting it's not doing the thing it's deciding to do the thing but you haven't taken any action yet. You haven't moved towards that yet. And I think we've learned a lot about that in having a business and having, we've made a lot of decisions that maybe haven't come to anything, you know? And I think, yeah, we've decided to do a lot of things absolutely, or try a lot of things or be a lot of things that you're right. 
never yeah. developed and probably probably won't yeah. right and so yeah i the the i can't was was just again uh, an alarm bell going off and i think there are so many of you out there listening i would assume cuz i know that that i say those things yeah, to myself for too sure. and i probably say those things out loud yeah right i can't do this because of this but like you said, it's a choice. And the language around I can't and I want to are, I don't, I don't know that they're dangerous. Like that's not the word I mean here, but it's, it can become a pattern, right? It can, bec it can become a thought pattern that is ingrained in the language we speak to ourselves and we speak to others. And obviously I'm a teacher of language and so my, I have a deep connection to this, but the, the words we use matter, right? The words we use reflect a system of beliefs and that belief system then creates a series of feelings and responses, you know, if we go back to the cognitive behavioral therapy stuff. And so like the language we use is a reflection of the belief system that we have. And so when we say, I can't, we're really saying, I choose not to, mm. but we actually believe that there's a barrier that is too great for us to overcome in that process. And so uh, we, we don't see the choice as the barrier. We see something on the outside as the barrier. And I think that's the damaging or the harmful piece, right, is that we're not identifying the root cause of the problem potentially. We're not saying I, I choose not to and taking ownership of that. We're, 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 cutting, we're creating a barrier or blame or an outside reality that is now forcing us to believe something else that may not be true, right? It's, it's setting up a belief system that's potentially faulty. So I'm going to take it one step further, maybe a little deeper and get a little weird here. Yeah, but I like it. What is it that, like, what is it in her and in us yeah. that created this, desire this opportunity to sh to even share that out loud yeah. right sometimes i think it's it just comes out and you know it's small talk it's whatever but i genuinely believe inside her There's a she would there. like to leave the state of minnesota at some point and and felt compelled to share that right yeah. so what what is it about us that brings that out in these opportunities and then I, I think then the next question is how can we start to recognize it and then do anything different about it? it my my first answer because I don't know and I haven't thought about this so I think it's a great question my first answer is we long to connect with the people that we're mm -hmm. engaging with and so we're trying to find points of connection and so me saying out loud hey I like I would like to move you know, I'd, I'd love to be in Montana because it's beautiful out there. Or I'd like to go to the, you know, the Caribbean because it's beautiful there. It's nice weather or whatever, like whatever the deep-seated desire is, we make manifest through our language. And then we're trying to connect with somebody. I think we're trying to just reach out across the chasm that is humanity, you know, and say, mm -hmm. I, I don't know you, but I want to connect with you somehow. And this is how I want to do it. Yeah, you seem incredulous a little bit about that. No, no, I, I, I'm, you know me, 
just I'm thinking I asked a question that I didn't know the answer to and I knew you were going to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I could continue to process and think about it. That's just how our brains work differently. But I'm, I'm going to process out loud and John's going to process internally. But, you know, beyond that, I think there is some level of we express the desire. We express the want to because we can. Because that's the simple thing to do. It's the easy thing to do is that I express the desire. The hard thing then becomes, how do I follow through with this? How do I take the next step? How do I how do I get to the um, outcome I long for? Yeah, and that's really challenging because it's unclear. Well, yeah. So and this this I have been because I've been thinking about this a lot lately for for me personally. But I don't I don't know that I have the harder time figuring out what are the steps. I have the harder time with what is it that I actually want. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's the hard part for me is is trying to figure out what again, whether that's work related, uh hobbies, you know, they're they're or what do I how do I want to spend my time? Yeah. Those sorts of things. Where do I want to live? I know that this is kind of going a little bit down a different road, but it's it's similar and that it certainly has been part of my thinking lately is like how do I identify what, what I actually want? Because I spend a lot of my time and not to pat myself on the back here or anything like that, but like I, because of my profession, being a therapist, listening to people, I spend a lot of my time trying to help them figure out what they want and how how they can improve and, and what they want their life to look like. And there's a lot of times where I, I'm like, well, wait, I don't, I need to do this work for myself yeah, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, well, I think back maybe even six months ago, eight months ago, we're having that conversation internally as a business too. It's like, what do we want from this thing? What do we, and I still don't know that we could always answer that, but I, I think it's an ongoing questioning conversation. I, I, our, journey as parents is the same what do you want for your children i think what do you want for your life or your business or your like and it's interesting i was watching something the other day and it was like if you have all the money you want if you have all the like if you think you're solid like raise your hand right and of course nobody does right and that might be a problem too, right? Where we where we are not not that asking the question, what do I actually want? I think that can be really valuable because I think that might illuminate some things like, well, actually I don't want the money. I don't want the the lifestyle that I think I want. I think I just have said that because it's what other people want. You know, I think there's a real value in wrestling with that conversation. No, and, and I, I think that's probably where a lot where my situation is is i can i can tell you a lot of things yeah. that i like that i would like my life to be right but i i don't know and then man we're going way off the rails here but you know we got my wife and i got into the enneagram you know a little over a year ago and not really into it but we took the assessment and, and just learning about uh, a different you know personality traits what are you what do you think i am 
I've never done it, but people keep telling me I'm certain I'm a seven is what people think. Like you got to be a seven. Is that is that a numbered system? It is. Okay. Yeah, uh, and that happens to be the number of my wife is a seven. That's really. Funny. I'm excited yeah. for you to go, and I, actually, I have a book, which first time uh, that I have a book to provide you. Yeah, Usually, you. it works the that. other way, but no. So I, I'm a nine, which is you know pretty internal, pretty you know compassionate, what you know worried about everybody else most of the time, and and we got into this and we, we started to read this book. And then there's also a podcast. This guy wrote songs for each of the different personality Uh types. And one of the lines in this song is, um, I'm always trying to find myself through somebody else's eyes. Uh And, and so when you just said that, like I, other people have said these things, right? Um, so that's the boy, I don't don't even know where we're going. That's the journey that I'm on right now is, how do I find myself through my own eyes rather than this is what people expect of me. Yeah. This is what people have said. This is what works for other people. Let me try that. That might fit me too. Right. Which well, and, and that's, that's the hard part. I think the two things going back a little bit, you said, like, it's not that I, I need to know the steps or how to get there. It's, I need to know the, what I want, like what's the end goal, what's the desired yeah. outcome. Right. But I think, those two there's that and the ones i've identified how do i start are the two biggest sticking points for people in the line of work that we do where we're we're engaging with other people it's like okay what is it you actually want to happen here and then can we work backwards to a place where we can choose a meaningful start point and we would say just start just take a step just do something to move towards that action Builds momentum right in some like way. get it going drive forward in that but if you feel like you don't have like purchase around what the the path is that can be even and so i think there are two ways that we procrastinate in deciding what our life goals are wow big statement here from the eyes up mindset podcast life goals but we we procrastinate around it in two different ways where we say i don't know what i actually want and i don't know how to start and then I go back to the conversation we had with the Montana State volleyball coach. He said, you know, like, you got to do the hard work of defining your values. Like, it has to be yours and you have to own it. And so I would say, like, you know, challenge to you, what what are the things that you really value in this world? And then what can you do to serve those values? What can you do to, to leave that thing that you're going to do better than you found it? You know, and um, – that's a challenge to me also because you know i think the answer to that is to to serve people on their journey towards the best version of themselves i think that's genuinely my heart's desire um and i'm okay wrestling with things like i'm gonna pick up running for a summer (laughs) i'm gonna um you know 300 miles over the over that 300 mile threshold the the goal was 200 miles initially so it's like i i like dive all in to everything i do and like i want to find out my limits my thresholds like what's uncomfortable for me so that i can push people to find their own and then connect with them and say i've been there you know um and there are 
times where I feel like maybe that's a wasted, like maybe me running to just like connect with something, you know, spending however many hours I've spent running this summer, is that wasteful to connect with people, you know, because I don't think it's. Well, I, there's certainly a lot of other activities <laughs> or things that you could be doing that would probably classify as wasteful running. I think you can probably, you can, you can certainly get. I know, but get like, to that point where you talk yourself into that part of the conversation though, John is like, we can, we can justify any number of things that might be good, right. That might end up being good and say, we're working towards something because I'm doing X, you know, like running is one of those things or, or learning an instrument. Like my last summer was like, let's play guitar a lot and get better at that thing. You know, we can justify any number of those things, but it's also a choice, right? It's also, I'm choosing to do that thing rather than something else. I'm saying yes to this and saying no to something else. And maybe the thing I'm saying no to is limiting me from getting to the thing I actually want in the end, or it's limiting me from starting down the path that's going to provide the most clarity or the most joy or the most passion in my life. And I'm making this other choice because it's obvious and I haven't done the work to, to dig in on say and say, what is it I want? You know? And I don't know that that's true, but sometimes it feels true. Like I'm wrestling with it in a similar way. We're just at different points in the journey. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, boy, I wasn't anticipating, you know, the bank banker taking us down this road today and, and leading us in this direction. But, uh, but I think that Gwen, if you're out there listening, thank you. Thank you, and you can, you know, you can do the thing that you want. If you want to move, you. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, but it, but you you have the choice. You you do have the choice and the option to do that. I think the thing about that is is like there's value if you're paying attention, right? If you're paying attention in your life, man. How many times do we say that? I know, but if you're if you're engaging in the things, if you're present, right? Mm. If you're there. And engaging in the reality, there is something to take. There's something to offer from each interaction, from something, a completely insignificant comment from a person just trying to make some small talk, I think. Yeah. But it challenges us in the way that well, – well, but it, it also challenges us because we're able to talk about it, because yeah. we're, we have somebody to connect with. And, and it challenges her too. And this is that's where I was going with the what part of her – decided that she was going to bring that up yeah. and there's a subconscious part that in her she's wrestling with that yeah. she brought it up right and and honestly i don't think she's thought about it one time <laughs> and we've spent the last hour and a half talking about it right but but i think that is what you're talking about is the awareness of this thing that keeps coming up and she may at different points become aware of it but that's where can you be present? Can you be here right now and be aware of what you're saying and how you're feeling and, and the conversations you're having and how they're leading you toward or away from anything? Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to something we've talked about a lot. Like you have to check in with yourself yeah. and others regular. Like are you assessing where you are and what you're doing if the same things come like you know and i'm not saying journal about everything you talked about today especially not some random comment with two dudes in a bank right but 
like maybe there's a place where that thing keeps coming up and right. you would need to you need to assess it you know and it, we're giving the example of moving but maybe it's your work maybe it's something you feel passionate about doing in your work maybe it's something you feel passionate about doing in your relationships like you know maybe it's about building a program maybe it's about developing something that you're just not certain is going to work and you're like okay i'm going to i'm not going to take the risk because i want to protect right now but it keeps showing up yeah no i i think all of this keeps coming back and this is you know now as i've been sitting here processing right it's this the, the concept of getting in our own way yeah right i feel that way a lot whether it's you know with my own running yeah easy to get in my own way yeah. right with work stuff sometimes it's easy to get in our own way with relationships instead of being intentional being aware we put up those road barriers and the road barriers roadblocks yeah to protect yeah. right and i think that's the for me right now that's that's what's going through my head is okay how do we get out of our own way live with intention and you know all and of don't this give all, yourself the first no right i think like give the first we no. we we're going to hear no's from all over and so if we've given ourselves the first one, we're waiting for the rest of them just to shut it down. You're like, oh, yeah, I've said no, I can't. Yeah. And now I start to walk that path a little bit, and then somebody else says no, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I did tell myself that 20 minutes ago or an hour ago or three days ago or five months ago. And now it's it becomes self-fulfilling in some way. Well, it's self-fulfilling, and the longer it goes on, yeah, right? Gwen, our friend at the bank, she's maybe been saying that for 10 years. Yeah. And if she says it for another 10, yeah. now we have 20 years of reinforcing this idea that we can't. Makes it a lot harder. Absolutely. As the Olympics were this summer, and I, I got really into it because that's me. Um, <laughs> and I'm a track coach, and so there's a lot of – but I just, like, you know, I, I'm looking. Uh, the 100-meter 200 champ from Jamaica, she posted her affirmation. And it's like, I will be the best in the world. I will, you know, I will do the double. And you just talked about how we, we have 20 years sometimes of built up, like, self-talk that then becomes a barrier that we have to overcome. We can just as easily create, like, write down these things that you look at consistently. You know, I th think back to the Ryan Leaf episode about, I, you know, I have this mantra that I say to myself every day, and he's made it manifest in his life. And then you look at, Okay, 100, 100 meter, 200 meter champion, the first woman ever to go 100, 200 in back to back Olympics, right? And she won both of them in 16. She won both of them this year. And it's in a note on her phone that she looks at regularly. You know, I will be great out of the blocks. I will, you know, I will win the first 30 meters. Like, I will be the best in the world. It, when you say that stuff to yourself over time, you then prepare like the best in the world. You do the things that you're asked to do to be that person you're making that thing come true and i know that that sounds hokey to a lot of people right i'm gonna i'm gonna make oh, it, it manifest you know like i'm gonna write it down and it's gonna come true but when you write it down and you pay attention to it consistently and you see it over and over and over again you can't help but move towards it in time like what we focus on magnifies it grows and if you're focusing on the I can'ts, those will grow too. And it doesn't matter what you're saying, I can't too. It becomes 
becomes a, a, a limiting belief over time because yeah. you've told yourself that over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First one in person. In person. And I, I'm going to say something. I think you're a little, like, because we're here and in person, it's a little more comfortable you for think you to so? go a little deeper. I don't know. Maybe. No. Those of you listening, you should comment on that. Do you think if John John went a little deeper today? Could be. Uh, it also just could be where I'm at in yeah. my in my journey yeah. today. Um, but, no, I, I, I appreciate being in person. It's, it's cool. We won't get to do it very often. But mm. uh, when we do, it's going to be pretty awesome well it's something i'm grateful for i i say it a lot on the podcast and probably haven't said it as much recently but uh, incredibly grateful for for you being on the journey with me and and i know that you know our check-ins aren't as frequent as mm. as they were in terms of our relationship because we get to check in weekly with somebody else there you know and i i express that i've expressed that recently also where kind of weird i i don't think we need it because we're getting it in this different format um but it it's something i i've been f just continually grateful for in the last 15 or so years that we've known each other and um i'm i'm really happy that we're here in person doing it together yeah so now i do think you know the the logistics of this are going to be a little trickier we we have a pretty set like hey I know. we we get to the interview we get to the conversation this is a lot more like our regular conversations which uh -huh. which was in the beginning our goal but usually those conversations don't end you know <laughs> so absolutely uh, at some point we do have to end but no, usually I, another call interrupts our phone call or it's like ten thirty at night and somebody's wife is like hey coming to bed so. Are you uh, still talking to Jamie? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's no, it's it's been good. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you guys out there listening and joining us, continuing on this journey of of finding our best and, and, and living eyes up every day and living on purpose, you know, and that's probably going to be a topic down the road, right? Live on purpose. Wow. I mean, it's today. It's it's every time, right? It's It's what we continue to engage with is – and I, I'm reminded of it regularly in everything I do. Like, just get intentional. Be specific. Do something that has a purpose with it. And, and like, don't just drift to the next thing. Mm, don't exist. Don't just exist. Yeah. Do. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. And as always, live eyes up. <laughs>